A reading from the first book of Samuel. Saul took 3,000 picked men from all Israel and went in search of David and his men in the direction of the wild goat crags. When he came to the sheepfolds along the way, he found a cave which he entered to relieve himself. David and his men were occupying the inmost recesses of the cave. David's servants said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, I will deliver your enemy into your grasp. Do with him as you see fit. So David moved up and stealthily cut off an end of Saul's mantle. Afterward, however, David regretted that he had cut off an end of Saul's mantle. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, as to lay a hand on him, for he is the Lord's anointed. With these words, David restrained his men and would not permit them to attack Saul. Saul then left the cave and went on his way. David also stepped out of the cave, calling to Saul, My Lord, the king. When Saul looked back, David bowed to the ground in homage and asked Saul, Why do you listen to those who say David is trying to harm you? You see for yourself today that the Lord just now delivered you into my grasp in the cave. I had some thought of killing you, but I took pity on you instead. I decided I will not raise a hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed and a father to me. Look here at the end of this of your mantle, which I hold. Since I cut off an end of your mantle and did not kill you, see and be convinced that I plan no harm and no rebellion. I have done you no wrong, though you were hunting me down to take my life. The Lord will judge between me and you, and the Lord will exact justice from you in my case. I shall not touch you. The old proverb says, From the wicked comes forth wickedness, so I will take no action against you. Against whom are you on campaign, O king of Israel? Whom are you pursuing, a dead dog or a single flea? The Lord will be the judge. He will decide between me and you. May he see this and take my part and grant me justice beyond your reach. When David finished saying these things to Saul, Saul answered, Is that your voice, my son David? And Saul wept aloud. Saul then said to David, You are in the right rather than I. You have treated me generously while I have done you harm. Great is the generosity you showed me today when the Lord delivered me into your grasp and you did not kill me. For if a man meets his enemy, does he send him away unharmed? May the Lord reward you generously for what you have done this day. And now I know that you shall surely be king and that sovereignty over Israel shall come into your possession. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy. Have mercy on me, O God, have mercy on me, for in you I take refuge. In the shadow of your wings I take refuge till harm pass by. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy. I call to God the Most High, to God my benefactor. May he send from heaven and save me. May he make those a reproach who trample upon me. May God send his mercy and his faithfulness. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy. Be exalted above the heavens, O God, above all the earth be your glory. For your mercy towers to the heavens and your faithfulness to the skies. Have mercy on me, God, have mercy. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus went up the mountain and summoned those whom he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve, whom he also named apostles, that they might be with him, and he might send them forth to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, whom he named Peter, James, son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, whom he named Boanerges, that is, sons of thunder. Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanian, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have a good model here again in our first reading on mercy and meekness, how powerful they can be. David shows clemency. He exercises compassion by not killing Saul. 
when he has the opportunity. And because of that, because of the mercy that he exercises, as Saul admits himself, David is fit to be king. Uh, to be king is not one to be powerful, uh, is not one to um, be whatever, strong and, and demanding and making people fear you. Uh, to be king, like Christ was, is to be gentle, merciful, meek, uh, mild. Not a pushover. It's, David certainly isn't that. I mean, look at his speech that he's giving to Saul here. He's basically saying, look, you're wrong. I'm right. May God judge between the two of us. May God reward me. And, and that's what's going to happen. David will be rewarded. I mean, there's so often we have a chance to really hammer our, our enemy. Uh, just like David, again, Saul's right in his grasp. He, you know, he's sleeping in the cave. David has a chance to take, an op to, to take advantage of him. I mean, you can, a quick, sharp comment to your spouse, um, you know, a sibling that's that's in the wrong and you know you can really, you know, get back at them by saying, you know, I told you so, or when they're suffering to kind of gloat. Uh, someone, you know, your boss in the workplace, whatever it is, um, your pastor, you know, who makes a mistake. But, you know, taking taking it out on them or taking advantage and really hammering them isn't going to bring us any any sort of fulfillment. It's not going to bring us the peace we seek. Having mercy on them, praying for them, loving them, being compassionate, and kind of withstanding their assault. So, um, you know, this isn't the first time that that Saul realized that he was wrong and David was right. Um, but it'll be the last time, though, because now Saul is going to finally realize, okay, the game's over, I've lost. But in these other occasions, when when Saul you know forgives David supposedly, and because uh, David exercises mercy, Saul comes right back and tries to kill him again. I mean, this just shows you how messed up Saul was. Um, so again, you get you're on the cross because you know this loved one of yours or whoever keeps keeps assaulting you. You forgive them, and they don't accept your forgiveness. They don't change, and they come back at you again. Well, you still exercise mercy and clemency. You will get. The, the salvation you seek, both for you and your loved one. You're not sure when it's going to come, but it will come. It happened with David. Last thing, it's just kind of fascinating. This is the end of Saul's journey, really. and it, it ends where he began. Remember, when Saul was called um, by Samuel, he was found by Samuel, Saul was out in the wilderness hunting for these his uh, wild uh, goats that had, that had left the, the farm. Uh, so he's he's going through the hillside of, of Judea and he's going through caves and whatnot. He's searching for these animals. Well, now Saul's back out. Like we hear, he's 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 searching in these wild goat crags, coming to these sheepfolds. He's searching for for David, the the good the good shepherd. Um, and Saul goes to rest in one of these caves instead of continuing his pursuit, whereas David. The good shepherd is always is always active, always always reaching out to God, always exercising mercy. May, may we be like David and not Saul. Amen.